1: Gosh,
2: I've got a friend who's got a pond behind his backyard and his wife posted a picture. She was ice skating on it. So I sent him a video. I said, here, buddy, here's a video on how to make your own homemade Zamboni. And he's like,
1: oh, <laughs> yes. I was like, there you go. Welcome to the Boss Talk of Liberty podcast. This is episode number one hundred and ninety five. of sent on his favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here, joined by co-host Zach Burcham. Returning co-host Chase Payton, and there is rumor that uh, Mason Riley Roddinghouse is going to uh, going to join us today. Zach, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to be talking
2: about the uh, winter storms that came through. Some people are still digging out. Um, Rush Limbaugh passed away, and that seems to be bringing about all kinds of emotions for people. Very different. Uh, the Daytona 500 was I don't know Sunday or Monday, maybe on into it Tuesday. It was some point in the Monday morning. <laughs> it was, some during the weekend, last weekend, uh, with a surprise winner. And then, uh, we'll probably have some final thoughts. But first, it's nice and toasty in here. You know, it's cold and snowy outside. We'll thank the Patreon, uh, people. So anybody tell Patreon, thank you. But if you contribute $50 or more a month, you get a weekly shout out. And so we got a big thank you to Chris Lamb, Christy Avery and Jonathan Phillips. And then the, we got the, uh, Anthony Meyer GoFundMe. They'll go find the link in my phone and post it into the chat. Um, and also, you know, no guffy this week, and I'm over here. Um, <laughs> I'll go also look up the links for the T-Chip stores. You'll get some fine Boss Hog merch. That's tchip.com backslash B-H-O-L.
1: One, two, three, four, or mug. B-H-O-L, B-H-O-L mug. I'll this show in the chat. is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully, you'll always learn something new. So we got pummeled with snow, guys. I uh, Finally. I, I broke down and had my driveway plowed, Chase. You, you apparently decided to be Superman and Shovel. You live with like three geriatrics uh, and, then some, <laughs> and then some infants, I think, is the way you make it sound. Uh, you, you're the able-bodied man. What happened? How'd you handle it?
3: So I was pretty lazy. and Usually we have someone just come and plow it, uh, but for some reason we didn't. So I took my truck. I made a path with my four wheel drive all the way out, but then, you know, it, it, the road had been shoveled, so it was pretty high, and I was like, "All right, right. I'm going to dig this out." I did. And I hurt my back
1: just shoveling out at the end of the road.
3: Oh yeah, I was, I was going fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened? Is it just the did you did you compact it all and make it super heavy and hurt yourself? Because Zach over here, I think he shoveled out his yard and his mom's. Like you posted on Facebook, Zach, you've got like this crazy downward like, yeah, driveway Yeah, I almost
2: got like a basement, kind of like a walkout garage driveway. And I dug that out, and they plowed, and I dug the Tahoe out like a pit stop, like a little pull in entryway. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the snow is I claim part of my side street, and I have like, I, I leave a pile of snow between my car and the road, and it's that pile of snow. So it's your wall. My pile of snow is in the road,
1: but... <laughs> That's not my problem. I'm not. I'm not gonna. And then yeah, I shoveled out around my car. You've got like a little side yard, a fence, and the Tahoe, and you've got no room. Like yeah, I don't know where you put snow.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like in front of the Tahoe, and then I have a section of fence, which is where the camper normally would be. Um, and I have a pile of snow at each end of that. And then even last night after I got done running, I shoveled a bunch of snow in between those two piles into the yard, so my mom had a spot to park today when she came by, and then the pile of snow was for the kids to play in today. So I had like a four foot pile of snow. So I have like three, three, four foot piles of snow, three or four. Yeah. I just I, move it. And I just throw it in a direction and just try to get it done. But I'm with the worst part is where, where they've plowed, like the edge of the road. Like my mom's, my mom's driveway. It wasn't bad. Get to the very end where the road is. And then that's like huge chunks of ice. And it weighs, like three times as much per volume as the other stuff. It was awful.
1: So see my driveway never got plowed ahead of this storm. So I had, we've had below zero temperature below Celsius, zero uh, below 32 degrees for like 14 days in a row. And we've had snow that kept accumulating. So I got this crunchy layer base anyway. So, it wasn't great. Matt Sousa uh, came by and I was, he said I was the very first residential customer he did all day. He'd been doing all the, you know, the big high dollar commercial people, but he, he got to me and it's the first time he's had to plow my driveway since I got a camper. So this has been like three years now. We <laughs> haven't had a, a decent snow and there's nowhere to put snow now. I've got the camper in the way so you can't push it off to the side. So it all had to kind of get drugged back and shoved into my yard. So my front yard is like this enormous. <laughs> Hedge of snow. Could you make a big, a good snow fort out of you it? You could make a massive, like two or three room snow fort. We could play. I, I miss those days. Yeah.
3: I used to be pretty good at making snow forts.
1: You could absolutely do that in mine. Uh, it's, it's, and then your kids did, Zach. I saw that they had some little, little holes cut. In- yeah. They kind of dug in the
2: top. They can't really work the roof part, but they made more like a snow volcano and were playing in it. And they wanted me to move more snow around. There's one of the big piles out in the, they would say, Can you move that into the yard? It's a pile that's like, eight feet in diameter and five feet tall. and like, can you just shovel that into the yard? No, I'm not shoveling that into the yard. I moved enough snow. Yeah, that's the worst part is I don't, I like snow. I go running it, but we're still dealing with that layer of slush ice that fell like two weeks ago. Right, so that's I mean. it never, that yeah, was it, the base that, that was still stuck. So yeah, like if it's just on pavement, that's cool. But I have spots where it's ice around where the car was parked, where my wife
1: was coming and going. It's like six inches thick. I just keep dumping salt on it, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's just still there. Yeah, if the salt's there, you have to you have to get it removed before it refreezes, or else it's even yeah. worse than it was before. So I had I had Sousa come by. I actually saw Mike Broyles. He he called me. I was I was working and sitting in my front yard, and I see him roll by with his jeep and a snowplow with like you know retired man syndrome, ready to ready to come <laughs> drive come, around. Come come to he had a snowblower. he's he was ready to take get care of me. Matt was going to be on his way, and I was like, ah, oh, we got it covered. But I it's been a conversation w- with my family across the country this year. We've been talking and the Texas family all of a sudden is getting snow for the first time in their lives. They're like, what do you people do about snow? Like, do you shovel it? What do you, do you get? Yeah. you plow it out. What do you do? And I'm like, well, it kind of depends. I, I've never felt like we get enough snow here to actually justify a snowblower. Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, once every three or four years it would be cool to have, but it's one more motor to have to deal with and one more thing to drag out and store mm. and all the, all the rest of it. I'm game. This was the day to
2: have it. I'm game. I was game on Tuesday. I didn't even t- I took a couple hours off of work. I just want to get over with to go over and do- handle my mom's. So I was like, man, if I just had a snowblower house, take care of her house, and I would just snowblow all the sidewalks all the way to my house. It's a quarter mile walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I- I'll be a good neighbor. I'll just putter along, just blowing snow everywhere. Just get them I'll home. come back a different way and hit every other. Like, but it was. It's not. Yeah, we don't not that often we get that snow, but we we got the got Monday into
1: Tuesday. So I was. We shut down our office. I left like at noon on Monday. Nobody was going in uh, on Tuesday. Henry County went red, like the most extreme, highest level DEFCON COVID. Nobody's moving anywhere. Stay at your home and, and don't do shit. Um, and yep, shout out. But Mike McCown says Blake McCown is digging out, uh, digging out as well. He's 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 available. Digging out your door. He says shout out to Blake McCown for digging out your door. Did he dig out your door, Chase, or is he think he's offering?
3: Probably should have hired someone. I was yeah. talking, I, I went to the, the clinic and uh, he was like, Why don't you just hire someone? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He was like, What do you do for a living? I was like, I'm an electrician's apprentice. He's like, Ooh, money, money. I was like, eh, maybe in a few years. <laughs> it was pretty funny.
1: Well, I so I, I told Sarah the other day I got I I'd been shoveling. So Matt did all the driveway, but I still had to do like the sidewalks and the yeah. and all that stuff. It was a shit ton of snow. Like it, it was. I kept moving snow and digging and shoveling, and I'm like, "She's like, why do I hurt so much?" And she's like, "Cause you're old." I'm like, "Shut up,
3: dude!" I'm all I know, 40. I've never had trouble pushing snow. So I, I get out there and I'm going fast. I'm taking huge, heavy piles. I'm throwing them, and then all of a sudden, I feel it. I'm like, "Oh crap! I just screwed up my back." <laughs> I, I felt like my dad. He always had back problems. They started around my age, and uh, I, I finished it out though probably didn't help the situation yeah. but I finished it out. And uh,
1: so Mike is saying that Blake McCown who is our uh our August guest uh one of our August guests for the Indy 500, he did the door on the side we could actually come through today. He was uh Blake was here on Tuesday and he shoveled this place up. So I I will say he didn't get the race street side. I was I was ankle deep over there trying to get in today, <laughs> but that's okay. I just
2: that's
3: followed okay. your footprints. And then, we, and
1: then we got like another like
2: probably 3 inches. Yeah, so today. we got
1: like a, literally like a foot of snow on on Tuesday into Tuesday morning, and then it said, "Yeah, there might be a dusting." And it got up today and drove to Muncie, and it rained. It snowed till like noon. Yeah, big was, flakes, big. Yeah, it was. St- I watched. I sit down. I could sit.
2: Like I didn't have to go anywhere. Thankfully, I could just sit there and watch the way of Tahoe. I just sit there and watch the roof rack rails get closer and closer, and then it was almost all melted by the end of the day. Like it melted away. But I was like, eh, "We're getting a couple more inches." And most of it stuck. It was just melting off the car. Yeah.
1: We so, are going to have some flooding. <laughs> so <laughs> Jared, I,
2: I was
3: looking at the Boss Haga, Liberty website and I have hosted. This will be 51 51st, my 51st podcast,
1: almost one out of every four or more than that. Yeah, this is, I was okay. going strong. It's wait, been a while. Wait, wait, I know, but what, it, what was your batting average in college?
3: <laughs> I don't even know if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't 250.
1: Wasn't
3: 250. But, Oh, Oh, that wasn't a fart, I promise. <laughs> so I did the math, and you can almost... If you go back, and you want to listen to one episode a week, you can almost... If you listen to one episode a week, it would last a whole year. You, can get you Chase could hear my every voice year. every every week for a year.
1: I mean, honestly, you could do... You could listen to every... Each episode about an hour, hour and a half. So if you listen to Chase Payton, you could, you could listen every day at work for two weeks and start over again. You yeah. would pretty much be able to go... You hear repay repeat every other week.
3: Yeah, I bet Christy
1: Avery does that. She loves me. It's very likely. Very likely. <laughs> we never did lose electricity. Dakota was, did you see his pregame? He was ready.
3: Yeah, he, he kept saying. He put the chains on his truck. Yeah. Kept freaking out about it. He was all, all ready to go. He, he
2: said he was just sitting there nervous all day because we had to wait for it to start. Did he get called out that night? No, he never did. Because he said, said everybody stayed home and he was completely. And he said it was bigger. light, and it was. It was light, fluffy stuff, and it wasn't holding, it wasn't ah. pulling power lines down. It wasn't heavy. And the stuff that I got up in the morning cleared some, was shoveling, and like the, the last little bit of it was super light. It was like something like those little, you see how the daisies, the little things that float. It was like that light that was coming out. And there was some heavy stuff below it, but it was yeah, pretty light snowfall. We got lucky.
3: Yeah, I never lost power. I was pretty pissed, though. I was in the middle of a. Uh a war zone match with my buddies and it was two on two. We were the last of the four people left and we had them and we had them on the run. And then all I know is the power flickered and we lost. Oh no, I lost. I, lost, I got kicked out of the lobby. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> so.
1: We, uh, yeah, I, I was ready. So I got the, I got the, the, the generator. I had both my truck, my wife's car, my car, Completely full of gas, ready to go. So I had thirty-five, forty gallons of fuel ready. Two twenty, four twenty-pound propane tanks ready to go. I could have been in for weeks <laughs> and been prepared. Meanwhile, Texas appears to be a complete disaster. They were not ready in any way, Zachary.
2: Yep, and they're like in the and it's turned into a mess as to whose fault that is. But. It's been fun to read about that on Facebook.
1: So, if you're a patron, you got uh, you got the show notes today in the uh, in the Facebook group, and uh, there's 500,000 people as of today that still don't have power in Texas. So, a half million people. <laughs> um, apparently, they had the same problem in 2011 as well. Texas has a totally separate power grid, essentially, or there's a little bit of interaction. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to explain it to Chase. No, I electrician know. in this group. That's why they're uh, always as, as the as the expert. But I'll that's try why
3: to, they're always threatening to leave the. United States yeah they act like they their own can, country they
1: can go do their own thing and they're totally independent uh, until a little snow comes along <laughs> and then they're all like oh I need you guys <laughs> so basically they didn't have anything winterized they're they're not prepared for cold weather yeah so all of these things that I guess we just generally build into the way we construct powers powerhouses they don't they're not ready. Just I've completely- heard that,
2: that that also might be one of the reasons why they have their own grid is because they have their own grid they can avoid federal regulation on their grid and that I don't know if that requires them to do winterization or things like that but apparently they don't and everybody's like everybody, a lot of people try to blame it on windmills I got I went around and around with somebody locally about that but they have all of their every type of power plant that they have is shut down or was it some they had coal plants shut down they had they did windmills freeze up. They also had like natural gas power plants that were frozen up because the lines were freezing going in there and they couldn't get fuel.
1: So the, uh, the Washington post article that we have, uh, about the uh, Texas winter storm says that the state's fleet of generation has been shifting gradually from coal fired to natural gas fired and wind powered solar plant, wind powered plants. This winter Texans are depending upon wind and gas fired more than on coal. Uh, and essentially, the way the state's wholesale power market works is that utilities have no real incentive for backup power. They basically say they only pay for electricity if it's needed. So if you do like what we have here in Henry County, where you've got the backup peaking plant that that Duke operates, they only get it, they only get paid if you're actually selling it. You don't get paid for having an installation that's not going to sell. No. The real question
3: is: is where does Texas land on the? the most annoying states, top five, most annoying states in the U S is it? Are you annoyed I, by Texas? They're a little annoying, man. It's all about Texas, Texas, this Texas, that I think they gotta be in the top five for sure. Well, let's what's your ranking.
1: Who's, who's the worst? California is number Cal- one. California's chase is number one. California. Are does New York or because you're a Yankee fan, do you love New York?
3: <sighs> New York, New Jersey, you could put them together.
1: So New York, New Jersey, California,
3: Florida's gotta be in Florida's
1: there. on your list. Yeah. What about Massachusetts? They even make the list for you? Are you aware of them? No, They're like Delaware. Are you talking about those
3: Boston people? Is it a
2: Massachusetts thing or is it just a Boston thing? I think it's just their own thing. thing.
3: I think think you take Boston out of Massachusetts, Massachusetts is probably a pretty good state.
1: Yeah, but it's like saying, hey, you know what? We're going to just get rid of... I think we're, we're gonna get Nashville and Tennessee. Texas
3: it, could probably be top three annoying, most annoying states in the country.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought Texas
3: was universally loved, man. It might be loved, but it's like, oh, it's all about Texas. You think we're the biggest? We're the best? It's all the it's the Texas attitude that's annoying.
1: Illinois doesn't it bother you? No, I love Illinois. Go Bears. I've never never met
2: a person from Illinois that boasted about being from Illinois, but you you don't talk to anybody from Texas for very long without knowing
3: that they're in Texas.
1: It's it's the urinal meme where it's the guy comes right over to you and says, hey, 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 hey,
3: Texas. Yeah. Oh, you always know when someone's from Texas.
1: Always. You don't think Indiana people are like that too? Or Ohio people?
3: Ohio people are. You know a person's from Ohio by seeing the way they drive.
1: Or if you just walk into a room and say, oh, H, and then they answer you. you, know. <laughs> yeah, so you Alabama people might be up there, too. Well, now we now we got now we got to rank them. OK, so you've got okay. you got California, California. One. So you get California one and then somehow you've combined New York and New Jersey. Yeah. Are they In your top five. Are they separate states? They're down.
3: I, I go California. Yeah. So that's one. Texas. Two, three. You're really putting Texas. okay? Texas uh. at number two. All right. Texas is number two. Alabama. Bama. All right. Uh, let's go New York, New Jersey. And that's it. That's your five dog. Oh, put Florida in there at number. F- number. F- You're going to just purge New Jersey. Let's go number four, prepare. Florida. Where do we put New York then? New York, New Jersey are together at number five. <laughs> They're the same state, essentially.
1: <laughs> you know, the people from. <laughs> the people from Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, that that little segment are going to are probably going to start throwing some batteries at you. For <laughs> Speaking of uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, they they were stolen from today, Chase. Where are they? Carson Wentz.
3: Oh, from the Bears. Is that what you're saying? Oh,
1: He was going to be you, you were praying for him.
3: No, I, I heard it was coming down to the Bears and the Colts, but he didn't want any part of the Bears. Well,
1: yeah, that's Mitch Trubisky's team. You can't take that
3: away. Hey, listen, i take Mitch Trubisky back for another year. I saw a good stat yesterday. Can't remember what it was, but he was right up there with the best quarterbacks in the league. He's the only player to ever win an MVP. Thank you very much. Nickelodeon's most valuable player.
1: Well, yeah, but in his, I mean, I, if we're honest, there were only two players on that, in that, there were only two quarterbacks in that game. Well, yeah, but he still won it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no I didn't want Carson Wentz though I mean I, I think with him with the Colts makes sense but I, I don't know I feel like you guys should have went after someone else like Deshaun Watson I really want you guys to get Matthew Stafford though
1: what about Colin Kaepernick do you think the Colts should have gone Kaepernick no, let's not
3: go there <laughs>
2: I will, I will agree with Chase on the Texas though, because there's people that are boasting on Facebook that they're still tougher. They're like, "Oh, you guys couldn't handle living down here. You guys couldn't." And like, literally, you guys' the state is crippled right yeah. now because of, and it's because of
1: how much snow did they end up getting. I don't know, five inches, six inches. Zach on Friday night was like, "Hey, you and I could make a ton of money going down to Texas and showing people how to winterize their trailers." Kind of an off. Oh yeah, because they at.
2: were they were flipping out. Like, like oh, I'm on RV like groups in Facebook. And these people, I mean, I felt bad for them. No idea what they were doing. They're like, they'd never went around a trailer before because like, (laughs) we don't have to worry about it. We live in Texas. Like they would rub that in like, and they're the kind of people like in camping groups, it's true them in Florida. That's the only, t- I guess that's one group. I was like, when does Florida even have an identity other than Florida, man? But camping groups, <laughs> camping groups is a hundred percent one where they're like, oh, people ask questions in the end of October, November questions about winterizing and they like move to Florida, come down to Texas. We don't have to do anything. And now all those people are going <laughs> to buy water heaters and water lines because they didn't do anything. There could be people like, yeah, it's all froze up. What do I do? I'm like, I hope you winterized it. Cause if not, you're in a world of hurt. Like be, it be going to be ugly.
1: Well, there's people that don't winterize their swimming pools down there too. So I, there was a TikTok, right? Uh, Chase, are you still on the talk? Oh, I'm always on the talk. So I, I've started to see the videos of the aftermath making the tick the Florida TikTok. And somebody had spent there. There's two memorable ones. One was somebody's aquarium that was barely functioning, and the fish were frozen because <laughs> <Yeah, I saw laughs> the house the house had no power, no heat, oh. and the tropical fish were now were now about they were they were. I had that happen once as a kid and I had a Jack Dempsey where the the heat had quit and I was living in the back end of the house and there was we brought him back to life. He looked dead, but he was just hibernating really cold. So I have a little faith that the fish on TikTok might have come back to life. But there was another one where somebody said, hey, yeah, we've got our backup generator. We're fine. And they were running their lights and they were running their swimming pool pump. (laughs) That was all they had.
3: Well, it was funny because when I lived, I I was going to school down in Florida. I I was over at my ex-girlfriend's house and uh was she hot i'm not (laughs) you know i was dating her i don't date any uh, uggo's (laughs) chair anyways i'm over at her house and i don't know it was probably like 45 50 degrees and it was pretty chilly and i was talking to her mom i was like hey man you need you need to turn the heat on she was like chase we live in florida we don't have a furnace and I was so surprised. I was like, I didn't know houses were made without furnaces.
1: My grandmother had a, uh, she lived in a travel, a, um, what they call a park model camper. Yeah. So it had a license plate in the front window, but it was never going to go anywhere. It was, you know, wheels were gone. It was a trailer, a trailer basically. And it had a furnace and it was just an electric only furnace. It was it. I'm like, you don't, it was just the weirdest thing in the world. Cause she's like, no, I run it like four days a year. It Never barely ever. It's just crazy. They're not prepared. I mean, you go down, you see Arizona and some other places, and they've got water softeners that are outside of their house. Like, their they're yeah, plumbing no, and their building systems are completely different. And I us. do feel for them on that. I feel for them on the fact that, like,
2: people are like, oh, you guys, what are you going to do? Well, I bet they don't have a salt truck. They don't need us they get an ice storm normally. And ice storms are horrible. Like, I posted a video of a guy who backed out of his driveway. His street was on a slant. He gets out of his driveway, and his truck just slides sideways Dang. down the driveway. I'm like, that
1: would be, Um, but... Uh, they don't they don't need a plow well, it's, and they don't own any of that stuff. It, what we deal with like this is this is at the ex, more extreme end of storms that we get. On, yeah. Once every ten years, once every yeah, five had, years, we yeah. get something like this. We've had worse, but this is about the limit of what we're equipped to deal with well. Where people are like, Oh shit, I don't have you know, uh, Charlie Barons and the other you betcha guy. He's like, every Midwesterner has these three shovels. And I'm like, no, you're in Wisconsin and Minnesota. You have three shovels. I have one day. Yeah, I have one shovel. <laughs> right? yeah. I don't um, have three yeah. different kinds of shovels yeah. to, to do things all the time. Yeah. And
2: the stuff that cripples us, Wisconsin, right. even, even northern day. Indiana, lake effect part
1: of Indiana, right. they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Right. We get 18 inches every right day. At what stretches us. Like up there, everybody has a snowblower. Everybody has a plow attachment. Everybody does this stuff they all the one time. They go on those roof rakes. They can right. get the snow off the roof of their house. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're doing all that. They have cables on their gutters to keep them from freezing up my gutters are complete entire disaster. Then if you go down to Tennessee, you know, the equipment we have is more than they would ever need. Right. Yeah. And Texas is like, it just, you know, this is un unworldly once a generation kind of a deal. It's like when night March, 1993, they had a blizzard and Atlanta had like 10 inches of snowfall on them and they were just screwed for weeks.
3: Yeah. It's, it's funny because my girlfriend's living in Tennessee right now.
1: Eastern Tennessee has nothing.
3: Well, it's funny because like, I was down there a couple weekends ago and we, they did get like an inch or two. But she can say, she says, when they get like a dusting, just a small dusting, everyone's freaking out and they're like, oh, we got to go get the bread and the milk. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a friend that lives in uh, Western North Carolina and they get forecast schools closed. Yeah. And they got one time and they did, they don't have a two hour delay. That's not even in their lexicon. They don't, why would you do a two hour delay? And he said, by nine o'clock, all the sidewalks and roads had cleared themselves. Yeah. But they called school for the day because they don't have they don't even have a contingency for a two hour delay, which we don't apparently hear either too often. So that
1: hasn't been a controversy as as the parent in the room. Uh, We've gone from snow days to. Nope. It's just e-learning day. just virtual. And that's caused a bit of a struggle for parents as well, because they're not prepared if their kids aren't going there. They need to either be home or not. They can't do their job and deal with an e-learning day at a moment's notice. And some of some people are wanting and I guess some schools
2: have done it. Just called a snow day. Just said, it's off. You're off. Don't worry about e-learning. I, that's a slippery slope. I see both ways because, like, just let the kids play. My kids, actually, it's not a problem. Uh, one's preschool, so he doesn't have anything to do. He's hanging out with his teacher. It's his mom. And then the other one's in second grade, and he has, like, a punch list. Here's your homework for the day. And he does, like, a video chat, like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And then if he works hard, which is hard to get him to do, he can be done by like 11 Evidently, some of the high school kids are logging in, and they're going through their entire school day almost in real time at home. So they're spending every hour they're logging in. That's insane. Yeah. And they give them, give them some work to do. And if they're choosing to do virtual, that's a different thing. And some kids are choosing to do it all the time. But if it's like a snow day, run them through like a half day, like a 1230 dismissal, and have them go through all their classes by 1230 and turn them loose. But I do get the thing you don't want to call a snow day. And then it's a makeup day that they have to make up in like May or April. And on that day, it's 72 degrees and sunny and everybody would rather be outside. And the kids are sitting inside.
3: What was your, your guys' favorite thing to do
1: on a snow day? You're talking to the guy who was homeschooled. after sixth grade. <laughs> 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 I've been e-learning since, uh, since analog days, man. Um, <laughs> you were learning on <laughs> scrolls when I was, when I was ten, and I was still going to school, and we got a snow day, it consisted of "Hey, go make sure that the goats' water doesn't freeze <laughs> and the horses don't die. Go chop ice." And you,
3: you know. were never doing like snowball
1: fights, or
3: no? Did you, were you a big sled kid, or
1: <sighs> no? I, we stayed home. We lived in the middle of nowhere, right? We lived out on yeah. Messick Road, which would get plowed two days later. So we were truly drifted shut and in isolation, <laughs> and just trapped with the radio and hope we had electricity. That's all we had. What about you? We would do some, like I didn't
2: go, I think I went to Memorial Park like once or twice. I was real lazy and to the point where that's a lot of work to go down and it's like, especially when you're a little kid, it's like 15 minutes to get yourself back up to the top of the hill. But there was a hill next to my house I grew up on and then we lived on a hill so we could get a good start and that was a pretty good drop and then you could go and like aim down the street and just try not to get hit by a car (laughs) or hit a fire hydrant and we would do that or I remember one year we had an oddball snow where it snowed and then it got warm, and then it got cold real fast. And so it was like six inches of snow with a layer of ice on it that was thick enough that we went out and back and played
1: hockey on top of the snow. Now, I will say there were – I would often be used as – my dad would have a tractor, but it usually wouldn't have real good weight distribution. <laughs> so I would find myself standing on the back of the tractor a lot to get <laughs> my father so he could move snow. Uh, and then once all of that BS work was done – uh, and we were in the clear. He'd would take the the GMC Jimmy or something yeah. and put us on a on a uh, on a sled and tie a, tie one end of the truck and the other end to that, and then we'd go <laughs> through some field at thirty miles an hour.
3: I was a big. I, I've never been into sledding. I hate walking up hills, so I was I was a fat kid, so that wasn't for for me. But I was huge into building snow forts. I'd spend like three days building the snow fort, and then we'd all have you know a big snow fight. And that lasts for twenty minutes. <laughs> so you're building this awesome snow fort, and then you f- you use it for twenty minutes. A lot of prepping. Oh yeah, a lot of prepping. I loved it though. I loved hitting kids in the face with the slush balls too. So I ain't who, gonna lie.
1: Where was where was this? Where you're living now, or somewhere else? Yeah, town? I mean
3: it was all over the place. Wherever I was at, wherever
1: you could get a pickup snowball yeah. fight. Yeah. So
3: a lot of I made a lot of kids cry at that school though. I ain't gonna lie. You're a nerd. You went out. You knew we were having a snowball fight. I was gonna hit you in the face with a slush ball. If you had glasses, that was a that was like the, the dead, <laughs> dead target three pointer. But it's funny now though, because my my cousins are sp- little. and I was talking to them, I was like, "Are you guys gonna go out and play in the snow?" And, you know, they're on their iPads. They're like, "No." My little cousin was like, "I don't even like building snowmen." I was like, "Building a snowman's like the least fun thing you can do in the snow." <laughs> Did you ever build a snowman? It takes hours.
1: Um, I guess it all depends upon the scale yeah. of the snowman. I I don't have memories of building one that was good. No, I think we built one. I don't think it was very yeah. good.
3: It's not fun. It's not a fun thing and to do. it's kind of a
2: sad thing to just watch it slowly melt yeah, away and it die. It <laughs>
3: dies. It's just,
2: it's just a trash it's house. It's there man. for like weeks and just like <laughs> and it gets dirtier and dirtier the longer it's up.
1: Yeah. It. I have two different childhoods. I remember with snow, right? When I was very little, we lived in New York state and it was like, we literally had snow from November until may. Like it was just constant. And then you would have it here where 90% of the time you get snow for like two days and it's gone and it's just Brown winters here are Brown. This has been the strangest winter of having snow on the ground since I I don't know. We're probably four or five weeks of almost constantly having snow. Yeah. I Yeah, I think it'll finally melt next week. If I saw the forecast, Right. Finally. We got so damn much snow though, Zach. I don't know if it's gonna, oh, go, then, no, they're it's gonna, gonna be, go away. No,
2: I did think that to myself. I was a Kruger today getting gas because, you know, I waited until after Texas froze up and they forced oil prices to go <laughs> yeah, up 30, gas is 30, <laughs> a gallon. Thanks, Barack hey, yeah. Obama. <laughs>
3: Thanks,
1: Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. And um, immediately it's his fault.
2: Yeah, and the they're the pilot Kruger, like they got almost all their snow in one pile and it's in like the northwest corner and it's that might Fifteen be feet tall. It'll Until be 4th there. Of July. Yeah, maybe fourth <laughs> of July. It'll be one dirty little just pile of rocks and rubble in like. Because I looked around, and I was like, yeah, these piles are going to be here for a while. But I think off the roads and like areas where it wasn't piled up, it might be, because I think it's supposed to. I saw maybe fifties in the forecast.
1: Have you and the uh, you and the boys made yourself any snow ice cream yet, Zach? No, and that's you tried to kill that the, for everybody. That's too. been run around the Facebook. This is I think
2: that the yeah somebody posted yeah it was like a recipe for snow ice cream never done that my family did used to make homemade ice cream back in the day but then somebody took a video or like a, a time lapse picture of snow that they shoveled into their bathtub and then showed what it looked like after it melted and it looked about it like it turned yellow it turned into puddle water I just straight <laughs> puddle water and I was like oh come on I'm like I don't need to know that
1: I, as a child I mean, I, it was like that I in the late eighties yeah. Acid rain. Everybody's afraid of acid rain. I'm like, what is this? Like battery acid? <laughs> this is just gonna come pouring. Your batteries turn nasty in a flashlight. I'm like, is this what the rain's gonna be? That's the terror that I had. That and the ozone was gonna be destroyed. This is seven-year-old me in 1990. You're pretty old. I, uh, is this com-
3: how does this compare to uh, the blizzard of '78? <laughs> I, <laughs> <sighs>
1: oh, oh, you caught my boomer trap <laughs> earlier, the, earlier in the week. I did that for Zach. Zach is just so tired of hearing about it that I said, watch this. I think I even told you when I was doing it. I said, I hope they go for the all-time record so yeah. that this shuts everybody down that has been <laughs> climbing uphill both ways for seven years.
2: There they the go. Cops,
1: the boomers have set the alarm off. I can hear the police. They're coming <laughs> for us. They are heading this way. Your, uh, your snow ice is uh, granulated sugar, milk, salt, vanilla extract, and snow. I mean, the one good thing you could think about was this
2: bathtub. It looked awful, but it also—if you take like a whole cup of snow and you just let it melt, it'll be like that much in the bottom of it because yeah. the snow is like that's a lot of highly air. aerated water. Yeah, but I was like, oh come on, Jeremiah, you're trying to kill it for the kids.
3: <laughs> I've I've eaten a lot of snow in my time, and look how I turned out. I'm yeah, fine. You're, you're fine. Yeah. Just
2: you just stay away
1: from the roads and like just don't off the side of the where they've been. Yellow salted. snow's the best. So you know who decided they were going to handle this uh, in their own unique way and get the hell away from the snow? Who? Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, I have no electricity at my house. The heat's turned off. His daughter said, hey, can we get away from this? And he said, sure. Let's buy round trip tickets to Cancun with the family. I mean, he's called Lion Ted for a reason, Jerry. So Ted, Ted books himself some tickets, flies commercial like every regular no, he... any man would do. Does Ted have the money? I would. That's worth chartering. That's worth <laughs> finding some
2: way and not flying commercial.
1: He goes to the gate and gets pictured getting on a flight in tech from his home in Texas, Ugh. standing at the airport gate. And they see that he's flying to Cancun. He gets down there. The world has gotten pissed off because he's not senatoring.
2: It's, it's like right there with the Chris Christie on the beach. <laughs> like, as a matter of fact, you know, somebody's there's going to be a picture of Ted Cruz on the beach. If they can get it in the next couple of days.
1: So, and then instead of he gets down there, he figures out that he's in a, he's losing a political, the optics are bad. So he says, no, 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 no. I was, I, I changed my, I'm coming back right now. I was just making sure my daughters got down here safely because it's Mexico and I'm going right back to make sure we get that power turned back on in Texas, which he can do nothing about. Chase, do you know what the right answer would have been at that point? For Ted Cruz. You got me. His answer should have been. There's nothing I can do as a senator. I fully support Greg Abbott or whoever the hell the governor of Texas is. And we're going to make sure he has any resources he needs federally. But it's, it, I fully support our governor and our people are going to get things back going, and my office is supporting him any way they
3: can. It would have been better if he did the, the interview in a Hawaiian t shirt or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a drink with a I, I had, uh, umbrella Zach Brown band playing in the background. You, <laughs> just ass in the sand. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, Chase will have no idea, but in Muncie, there used to be a mayor, uh, McShirley. Sharon McShirley. That. And she had the worst luck in the world of going on vacation to Hawaii in the wintertime. And that was when Muncie would get six inches of snow. And every time the the star press would try to be like, hey, where's Mamrie Shirley? And she was always in Hawaii on a regular vacation. I honestly don't blame Ted Cruz. They were were on vacation. If you're on vacation. He has
2: nothing to do with anything that happened there.
1: Have the stones to say, yeah, I'm gone. Sorry. The relief the, bill's already people, been passed. It's gonna been, been signed. Thing. There's nothing I can do. It is what it is. But then it, it's just typical politics of, no, no, I, I'm just coming straight back home. I was escorting my family down here because the, uh, my kids have to have have to have help. That's the BS of it, Chase. I don't care. I, I wish he had stayed on the beach. Whatever.
3: Got my toes in the water.
1: <laughs> Give a statement with a my Tai in his hand. Just
3: not heel. <laughs> Go care. full heel.
2: You know, <laughs> smoking one of his uh,
3: cigars he's famous for.
1: Rush Limbaugh would be rolling over in his grave right now <laughs> over Ted Cruz in this. He Limbaugh would have said the, the, the late Rush Limbaugh. We lost him this week. Limbaugh would have said, just just go for it, Ted. The hell with it. You don't know anything to these people. Take your vacation time. Senate was out the, they, because of the President's Day. The whole Senate was gone. They never work Fridays anyway. So it, in Washington, it's always Monday through Thursday. Monday was gone. So they just had the week off. hell with him. Were you you a Rush Limbaugh guy, Chase? Did you ever listen as a kid? Growing up in a Christian conservative household. So
3: I can remember my grandpa listening to him, but he was more of a Glenn Beck guy. Um, Rush Limbaugh wasn't my style. Now my ex-girlfriend's stepdad from high school loved him. Always listened to him.
1: So if you were a 90s Christian kid, and Chase is obviously a mid-2000s Christian kid, you heard a lot of Rush Limbaugh on the AM radio and you had Carmen, the, the musician, Carmen, and he died this week too. It was like your childhood just got shattered. <laughs> Horrific. And then as soon as that happens, then they say that, uh, Bob Dole's got, uh, got lung cancer too. I'm like, ah, it's got to stop. Too much. <laughs> too much. Zach, the, uh, nobody can die unpolitically now. Yeah. It's the, no matter who it is, what it is, it's always. Uh, you know, even got, if people are trying to say something nice, they can't say something nice. They just even, can't say, "Yeah, he's going to be missed. He was important for what he did. He changed radio, whatever." It's well, no. Here's his record, and here's how he sucked.
2: I just didn't care, honestly. I was just like, I, I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, one I was I never listened to him, so I can't yeah. say I'm, I was not or was not a fan." I did see some stuff posted that I haven't seen refuted about things he said or did. I'm like, "Eh, yeah, whatever." But it got posted. Like I'm in a group that's for the Indy 500, like Indy 500 and somebody posted it in there. And I was like, and it got ugly and it got deleted. I'm like, don't post it here. It doesn't <laughs> belong here. This is our safe space. This is, uh, this is an area I go to, to not hear about this. And then, but even then somebody's like, well, who died? Somebody, I like, really didn't watch the news. And I said, and I said who it was. And I said, I don't know why I got posted here. And some guy immediately had to comment like some negative comment about it. I was like, why do you have to just don't say anything at all? Like just leave it alone in here. So we keep getting things deleted. But
1: yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. So he died of lung cancer and he's, he had a national radio show. He, he worked for the Kansas city Royals. So he came from a sports background, chase. So he worked in Kansas city, went to Sacramento, had a, in the early mid eighties, he had a, a radio show there, made it national when federal regulation of AM radio went away, uh, called the fairness doctrine. So in 1988, he launched this national radio show within by about 1990, 91, it was the biggest radio show in the country, and then yeah. it's lasted ever since then. Um, he always was. You know, he did ESPN for a while. He got in trouble over a Donovan, Donovan McNabb thing. Uh, people are prickly about quarterbacks sometimes in, in <laughs> ethnicity. city. Uh, not a new issue. Uh, Doug Williams, Donovan McNabb, Colin Kaepernick, all the way through. It just it, Michael it Vick.
3: Hey, he did his time, Jer.
1: Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. I, I love quarterbacks, all of them, as long as they have more touchdowns than interceptions and they can win games. I don't care. <laughs> I love Jacoby Brissett. He wins games for the Colts when he's here, right? It's it's all good. Uh, and now I guess I'm a Carson Wentz fan. It is, so be it. Anyway, uh, Rush Rush smoked cigars. He wound up getting lung cancer. He announced it a year ago, fought it for a year. He was on the radio last, a, a couple weeks ago, been away from the show, and he he passed away. The Indianapolis Star and Gannett, I guess the USA Today, of course, they they chose the picture they were going to run with it. And some people took offense, was Rush uh, at uh, Pebble Pebble Beach, not Pebble Brook and Noblesville, but Pebble Beach, smoking his cigar and having this real smirk on his face from 20 years ago. Uh, so then everybody's pissed off that they choose, you know, the guy that died of lung cancer. They chose the photo they ran was him puffing on the cigar.
2: Yeah, probably not the best thing to do just for a neutral just to just, just sometimes you just want to read it into the
1: record yeah, people, and not, you don't have to you don't have to just twist the knife
2: yeah there's ways of being a little more discreet about it than than that but yeah I, was, I saw that and I was like really I was like God. like people because people are gonna look he is his people either love him or hate him or there's a bunch of people like me that are apathetic towards him don't care but <sighs> oh, I'm sorry but the, but the people that love him are gonna look for any sign of the quote, lib media, left media, to be to hate him, Chase. It's your
1: show, man. You are OG. No, interrupt, I didn't mean to interrupt. You him. want to,
3: uh, anyways. Who's the really crazy guy on the radio? Got banned from everything.
1: Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Don- Jones. Donald Trump. I Alex think. Jones is more
3: my style. <laughs> Not a big Rush guy, but I can get down to some Alex Jones.
1: So, in in, in the very beginning, Rush Limbaugh was an entertainer. It was it was, it was yeah. infotainment, which is that was the you know he was a shock jock doing modern politics so. and almost everybody you hear in in modern talk radio is in that lineage something they get from their style comes from comes from there some of the roots of this show are probably in that as well somebody even if you don't politically agree with any of it or all of it the entertainment and the style of doing the show and some of the fun up, up parted, uplifting parts of it big deal Obviously, it's been ten or fifteen years since he's really been at the peak, and I think he'd been off of WIBC, which is the biggest talk radio station in Indianapolis. He'd been off there for five or six years, and I think he was on twelve sixty WNDE or some one of the. I think he's actually been on the sports talk station. So I don't know. Just a sad, you know, sad. Yeah. It's always sad to see that happen. Yeah, he's dead. R.I.P.
2: <laughs>
1: but he still kicking though. So
2: wish,
3: wait. wish a couple of other old people would die. <laughs> You got a list? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> just a few more. Some in dittos. this town. A few more. Key some key in immigrants. Congress. Make ditto's. All right. So I did stay up late. I watched the whole Daytona 500 this year. I hadn't watched a whole one in a while.
3: I heard the 500 stands for hours. It's, well, it seems to be going <laughs> that way.
1: Yeah, it was. It was long. So it was on Valentine's Valentine's Day, Chase. Yes, uh, and it started at two thirty, and they run, run, they run. I, I was watching the NASCAR. So I have to speak like I'm a NASCAR fan. I've attended two of these in my in person, and and after the second one, I said, "This is bullshit." They started too late in the day, and it rained on us, and it got rain shortened. Well, because guess what happened this year? South Florida, yeah, Florida in the afternoon. It's really northern Florida. Was it? Yeah, it's like well, still Florida. It's it's between Jacksonville and Orlando, so it's not that far in. Uh, but yeah, he basically. in the afternoon for the TV window, they started the race. They made it 15 laps, crashed half the field. Lightning strike happened, so they had to go into a holding pattern for a half an hour because that's what we do now. Clear the grandstands. Clear the grandstands. Everybody has to go away. And in the half an hour, deluge happened, and it starts raining like crazy.
2: Rained so hard that some of the drivers went and did photo ops by like, the driver for Chip Ganassi who runs a McDonald's car, drove to McDonald's in his fire suit and got food and they recorded it and made a social media post out of it. Like they let a driver I was like, they let a driver just leave the track mm-hmm. and during the race because like they had that and it was pouring when he's there, you're like, Well, I mean it's not gonna stop and it takes even with the Air Titans, it takes a couple hours to drive a track.
1: It was Ross Chastain and he's he's the it's his very first year driving a McDonald's car. He gets to the drive up window as a NASCAR NASCAR driver in Daytona. He rolls up to the window, and they have no idea who he is. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I drive the I drive the McDonald's." I'm at, he's, there. he's like, I, "I drive the the McDonald's car." Oh, cool! In the Daytona 500. Oh, okay. All right, whatever. The lady did not know, did yeah. not
3: care, had no what. No, not a I, clue. I've been to the Daytona 500 track before. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I was what? a believe it or not, I was a big Jeff Gordon fan back in the day when I was like six or seven.
1: You were into rainbows, weren't you?
3: Yeah. Huge yeah. rainbow guy. I had his own helmet. I'd drive around in my go kart acting like I was him. Kissed a
1: couple boys. <laughs> <laughs> so so they, they finally got the race restarted. I had actually I was my plan for Valentine's Day was I was gonna watch the race with my in laws at my you know, Sarah, my we were in the in laws, watch the race, go out to our, our dinner at the uh Wings etc. and then and then be done for the night instead we went to like a four o'clock dinner because i'm like oh hell we got time now it's not they're they're having a deluge went to muncie got back home and, still. and got home in time to watch the race restart at like 9 p.m
2: that and turned on yeah. i was like oh how bad is it and i look and i'm like i don't keep that well up on nascar but I look i'm like are they still in stage one <laughs> i was like oh my they're like they're like they're 25 in or so i was like Oh, How many I, laps are there? 200. 200. Oh, and they were like 26 in or so. It wasn't that far. It, when I, and so I watched it till about
1: 1030 and I was like tapping out and I went to bed. I went to bed in stage three with like 40 or 50 laps to go. And I'm just like just doing everything I can to try to keep my eyes open to see the to see the race finish. And it's the most boring thing ever because they crash half the field and with the, the package that they had for the cars. They've got these giant spoilers. So if you pulled out out of line at all, you were just going straight to the back. <laughs> the spoilers are cartoonishly enormous <laughs> and, and they're
2: so bad that they know that they're bad. So they make part of them. of like clear Lexan. Right. And I saw a guy leaning and like deck lids here. Spoiler is this tall.
1: Yeah. It's and it like sticks up and like this much up. of
2: it's clear. And yeah, the guy's like, lean, he has to lean up onto it. I'm like, I was like, is the car up on a Jack? I'm like, I don't think it is. I think the spoiler is just that huge. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And they, they made part of it clear so that the drivers could see through it. The route, but then yeah. they were saying, yeah, after like 20 laps, there's so much crap on there that it just covers yeah. it up anyway. You can't, You need like tear offs on your spoiler so the drivers can see through it on their mirrors. So their rules package is completely out of whack. But when they lost half the field, they lost the show because you needed to have A 20 or pack, 30 yeah. cars together to have enough cars to actually make progress and to push up. If there were 15 cars or 20 or whatever they had running as soon as three guys pulled out, they would just go straight to the back. They would have never have a chance. And then everybody just rode on the high side, and just you're stuck. It's like being stuck on a one lane road. You can't pass anybody, and if you do, you're going to the back. So with a lap and a half to go, or a lap to go, you finally had people start to make the move. Uh, and Team Penske was running one two. Yeah, Brad was... Keselowski and the uh, the Miller Light car uh, of, of Brad Keselowski and uh, Joey Logano and the Shell Penswell Ford. Going into turn three, Logano has the uh, has the lead. Tries to block uh, Keslowski, and they both hit each other. Yeah,
2: and then well, there's a little. There was I, I was I listened to another po- I listened to a podcast with guys who race, and they thought McDowell got into what well, Keselowski was Keselowski and Keselowski second, was second, second, and but, it, kind of what, ran
1: him into Logano. But you have the draft. Everybody's nobody's stopping. Right, It's the yeah. last lap of the Daytona 500. If you've got to run don't go backing up to anybody because you're going to, you're not going to lift. Well, yeah, if, it, if you lift, you're getting spun.
2: Yeah. yeah. Evidently that was what they were doing. though, is that, um, the podcast list was off track with Interossi and evidently they still listen to radios like Lagana or Keslowski was trying to back off to give himself room for a run. Logano knew he was backing off, so Logano starts... So you guys are in front of a freight
1: train of how many cars, and you're going to slow down and on the last gonna, lap. You're all going to back the field up. Because so, you don't want to get too far away, because the pe- you think the people behind you are slowing down, because that's how you uh, get runs.
2: So McDowell gave him a little bump, and then just watched the Pinskys part the ways and turn into
1: <laughs> a fireball as he just drove through his car wound up in the wall and looked just like the Miller light can that, that chase left in the steaming in the, in the second <laughs> It bathroom just kept right
3: coming. I was like,
1: I got to put it somewhere. That's the way Kizlowski's I, wreck kept going. He just kept getting hit
2: over and over again. He had a rough ride.
3: I follow this guy on TikTok, and he, he plays this NASCAR game a lot and people who play this game, take it so seriously and he'll get like halfway through the match or almost towards the end. I racing. It looks real. Yeah. yeah it's like, People are super into they it. They take it
1: very serious. They it's take not it video very, games. He'll it get, is a simulation. Yes,
3: geez. he'll take it like all the way through the race, and then he'll go backwards and wreck the guy in the lead or something, <laughs> or he'll bump someone, and people freak out about it. It's the funniest
2: it's thing. A ever. Terrorist. You get banned from leagues from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll get your you'll get the keys to the league taken.
3: It's always some that. old guy, and he's like, "Seriously, <laughs> I'm writing that one down." <laughs> and then he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't do it on purpose." Yeah, sure, sure, kid. It's just, it's so funny.
1: So it was uh, Michael McDowell winning the race. It was his first. He had run like 350 races in his career. Yeah. He had always been a backmarker. Like there's there's two classes of NASCAR drivers. There's the guys like Denny Hamlin that are making like $15 million a yeah. year. And then there's guys like Michael McDowell who have been driving for the same money you make, Chase. Yes. And they drive somebody else's motor home to the race and they get to run.
3: So uh, the shake and bake, he's definitely the bake.
1: Yeah, he's the bake. He literally was Trevor Bain's motor motorhome driver when he won the race like ten years ago. Okay, uh, he's been 14 years in the league. This is his first win. Total underdog, but at the super speedways, it's just that's the way it works. Out. Yeah, he was there. He was he was in the top legit, five. All day. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. It wasn't a true fluke. It's a bit of a lottery. Everybody goes the same speed there. It's just a chess game. And you've got to be able to work the air and figure out how to be in the right place. And he did exactly what you had to do to complete 500 miles faster. But he was driving the Love's car on valen- Valentine's Day. I thought that was cool. They were the the sponsor was very happy and excited about it. So I, I think it's that's cool. I, uh, young American guy, well, young younger than me, uh, between my age and your age, Chase. I'm getting old. <laughs> so I thought it was neat. Former indie car driver too.
2: Yeah, from back in the day.
1: Yeah, 2005. He had two starts for uh, Rocket Sports. And then he wanted to go big time, and he got into NASCAR. He didn't have enough money, so he did that. But this this notion in NASCAR of these guys that have there's like there's two worlds. Yeah, Dale Jr. on his podcast had uh, uh, Randy LaJoy and Corey LaJoy on. Randy's the you know the guy that raced in the '90s, and Corey is his son. Randy has a seat manufacturing company, uh, so all these racers they buy LaJoy seats and put them in. And Corey's been racing in the Cup Series for two or three years. He finished like eighth or ninth, um, and he's one of these have-nots as well. He literally has been racing full time for like three years in the Cup Series, and then during the week he's working for his dad welding seats in the fa- in the factory. Yeah. Danny Hamlin doesn't do that.
2: <laughs> it's just it's just surreal, like yeah. And then, like you know, I talked last week. Like after the sh- it was after the show, but like Martin Truex was almost that guy. Just like journeyman drivers, they'll always they're around. You'll know they're around for years, but you know they're like oh they're just in it. They're in it because they want to be in it. And then he gets with the right team the right year. And now all of a sudden he's a, he's the guy making,
1: yeah, he's making ma- huge
2: money, making huge money. And just he got the right place at the right time. But yeah. There's a bunch of those guys that are just there and they're barely get, they're probably taking tires that some other team doesn't need because their guy wadded it up part way through the race or something, borrowed motors and
1: LaJoy said that he's been running that for like three years. He was driving a car for the go fast group and literally he had the me car. He had his own face on the Old Spice car, which looked just like the uh, Ricky Bobby car. Yeah. Talladega Nights. He did the same thing. And he's like, when I was driving for those guys, it was the cars were all dented. Nothing was right. There was it was old tires. It was, it, you know, it was like somebody looked like somebody had hit it with a ball peen hammer. Nothing was quite good on the car. It's like I got in this car for for the new team he's driving for this year. And he's like everything's perfect.
2: I've never had equipment like this in my life. He's still one with duct tape on a fender. Yeah, yeah, One of those fenders was still beat. I looked, I was like, he won with a dug. I mean, like, cause that's the one of those cars where like it goes to there's, the museum. There's certain, the there's certain, uh, things you can do to the car that actually don't hurt it, like beating it up a little bit. But if you hit it the wrong way, then you're done just cause of arrow.
1: So mm-hmm. they did say, uh, I think LaJoy said on the, on the podcast, uh, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. he said uh, when they had that first lap 15 wreck, his car got hit and that rear spoiler Got a very advantageous. At it. <laughs> got a so, lean back. Yeah, so he got he got the advantage he needed from that.
2: I knew they were mandating that they have to keep the rear valance on the car because sometimes I think the guys wouldn't really care if the rear bumper got pulled because they figured out it made the car faster. Yeah, back in the eighties,
1: you'd lose drag, <laughs> so they would they would intentionally design a car that as soon as somebody bumped them, it'd fall off and it would be. Fine. Knew, it'd yeah, be sometimes
2: guys would like flatten flatten the side of the car because that would help their arrow and do stuff like that. But yeah, I was I was like, oh, that's pretty good. He's hanging out there. He's got duct tape hanging off the car. I was like, <laughs> good for him took the to, two to, to Pinsky's out. I mean, that was, I watched it a couple of times trying to figure out and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how exactly that worked for him, but good for him. And man, I bet it was an awkward Monday morning at the Penske garage, but
1: the, uh, in the, in the chat, uh, or in the chat, in the show notes, there's a link in there. Uh, they are not speaking. They said they have not talked to each other yet and they're not sure they're going to anytime soon. Because and Brad looked mad after the race. His Look, comment was, I can't drive both cars.
2: I think he also sent to somebody. <laughs> he wrecked me for the win. Something, I don't know who he was talking about that, but he dropped the F bomb and he was real mad. Logano, I think was in victory lane, uh, congratulating the winner at the end. Yeah. I thought I was like, Oh, look for, I mean, that's good for him. He was, but I don't think he didn't get the ride that Kazowski got a ride.
1: His car was in real bad shape. So Roger Penske had three cars just completely destroyed. Tim Sindrick off the, his the son. son of the guy that, yeah, Tim Cindrick's son, Austin. Uh, Tim runs Team Penske, and Austin has become a, he's going to be a full time Cup driver next year. He got a chance in the Verizon Chevy, uh, Verizon... not Verizon Chevy, Verizon Ford. Uh, the, the 5G, 5G Ford, can- yeah. 5G Cancer Ford. Uh, <laughs> he was doing great. He was top five most of the day as well, and then it was, he was completely out the same trash. it was trash. The was, first thing I thought when rad. I saw
2: the first replay is I was like, Penske lets his guys drive hard, but his whole rule is to, don't take each other out. <laughs> two guys, they were the last two, the last cars that touched each other were those two cars. And then they went,
1: <laughs> you just look at it and you go, well, that's Daytona. That's what you expect. Yeah. You just, you, it's a, you put them in a bag, shake them up and see what comes if out. If you
2: want to see some good audio about any of those races, they come and I guess they don't have restrictor plates anymore, but uh, they still kind of call them plate races. Just look up Tony Stewart and Talladega or Daytona. And there's some gold videos of him going off on rants
1: about those races because they're always like, I don't think we crashed enough cars here today. Guys. Yeah, we need to run them halfway,
2: just turn them around and run half of them one way and half of them the other way and just run them into each other. He's <laughs> like, we're not going to be happy until we wreck what, three quarters of the cars? Yeah, he went on a rant. He thought we should do figure
1: eights. As an owner of a team, I can't imagine you work all winter, get your cars ready. You know that like eight of them are coming back in pristine condition without body damage. And if you have three or four cars, you very well could lose all of them in one lap. Like you're just gone, done. Yeah. Pack it up. Race over. Just watch like five million dollars with the cars and a hundred
2: million dollars with the R and D go up in smoke and just yeah in the first in the just, first couple laps just
1: trashed. All right. Well, uh, we've been we've been tap dancing around this for Mason for a while, but he hasn't uh, he hasn't made. made I, an I left the
2: mic on for
1: him. I know. I know. And we got complaints. Uh, I got texts saying that there's a hiss because we left the mic on for Mason and he never showed. Chase, tisk, what tisk. Uh, what, uh, what do you gotta promote? What's going on over there? You got anything fun?
3: This is final thoughts? Yeah, this is this is final thoughts. Okay. Well, it's been a while since I've been on Yeah. Sure. I think it was actually pre election. So uh I wanted to see Did who you, guy you win? I wanted to see who you voted for. Were you happy? Were you sad? I uh
1: I wanted both teams to have fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Jorgensen, man. I voted old, for Joe Jorgensen Joe. and uh, my my team didn't win. But that's okay. I, uh, yeah, I, it is what it is. I, I'm, I, I'm glad we got a change and it's like a reset. I looked very optimistically at the results and said, well, the Republicans obviously have to rebuild. They could never possibly ever, 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 ever run Donald Trump again, right? Um, after the, you know, the riot.
3: I wasn't, I wasn't going to vote. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the day of the election, I was like, all right, I'm, g- I'm going to vote. I'm going to do it. I need to. I want to vote locally anyways. And then I was like, who am I going to vote for? Biden, Trump. Biden, Trump. Trump supporters make me want to vote for Biden. Biden supporters make me want to vote for Trump. And then I decided just to, to write in a vote. Uh-oh. <laughs> who do you think
1: I wrote in? Dakota Davis.
3: Wrong. Oh. Who'd you write in? He's a he's a very famous guy. Ric Flair. No. Yeah, he's darker than Ric Flair.
1: Colin Kaepernick.
3: Not Colin Kaepernick. He's he uh he sings music. James Brown. He raps. He's married to a Kardashian. You Kanye. You wrote in Kanye I didn't write in <laughs> Kanye, no. I wrote in Tulsi Gabbard. All right. So you, She's you, pretty you kind, hot.
1: You kind of voted Democrat.
3: I did. I would have. I would have voted for her. if She ran for president. Yeah. Or if she won the yeah nomination.
1: Yeah. Well, you got you get to go. Which which polling place did you decide to go to? Grace Baptist. Grace Baptist. Yeah. I yeah. saw. Uh,
3: saw someone who knew uh,
1: Betsy. Mm-hmm.
3: She was like, "Hey, vote for Betsy," and I was like, "I'm going to."
1: <laughs> All good. Did you get recognized in there? Oh. As as Chase with that long hair. Nobody knows who you are anymore. Mm. Christy, you're a
3: completely about it, different guy.
1: Yeah, you are. You look you look different. The well, new me. It's a new, Katie new hates new year, it. New year. New change. Yeah, I did. I did say something. She posted a picture of you on Valentine's Day and I sent her a DM saying, oh, yeah, you're you know, reminding her what a sexy beast you are. And uh, she said, <laughs> yeah, it was an old, I had to reuse an old picture from before the phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I went into a gas. No, I was I was at the Dollar Tree couple weeks ago and I have, I have my hat on with my hat on it looks like a mullet but it's not a mullet take
1: it off for the for these cheapskates I mean, over it's here not,
3: I, it's not done but i mean it's
1: not a mullet I mean, it, how long are we gonna go i'm going give a length or it's just until next
2: uh, Either uh, like like a 60s era like folk rock singer yeah or like a serial killer like a, from I, like, I'm, like not NCIS. Lie, I'm about to drop that bomb
3: I feel like a fucking cowboy. <laughs> I, like, I, legit, I was looking at cowboy hats last night. I've been listening to a ton of country music. I feel like a cowboy. I mean, I got Copenhagen in my, my mouth most of the day. Just, I just need a, a Steve. Just, just a lot of Chris LeDoux music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the Dollar Tree, and I'm checking out, and there's this old lady behind me, and she goes, that looks like my son. He he has a mullet, too. His is a little longer than yours. And I was like, oh, I got to cut my hair now. I, I like it. Have I you braided it. it yet? Have you done anything weird with it? I will, I'm going to braid it. I want a cornrows eventually.
1: Just once. Just to do it. I don't know if you're allowed to appropriate that culture. I don't,
3: I had a black roommate, chair.
1: <laughs> so you think he'll braid it for you?
3: Yeah, I'll ask
1: him how it's done. How about you go to MVP and last, ask, <laughs> ask, ask Clay to do it? I'll give you a coupon. I'll give you a free haircut coupon <laughs> and ask for a braiding.
3: I don't know. I, I told Katie I get it cut when we got married. So it's probably got another year, year and a half growth left. So. It's going to be long. I can't believe be how long it is now. I'm not going to let it go past my shoulders, but it's about there. Well, now, uh, the sides. I always got the sides. I always did a fade, so that I mean this is starting from like it being bald on the sides. So the sides aren't as long as I'd like them to be, but it is about there.
1: I know, but it, a fade. I, I get a fade as well. So you're talking about you know maybe an inch and a half longer. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it's yeah. It's, it's getting there. I don't know. Christy Avery, category five super fan, wants yes. to know if you got yourself a new NFL team, new year, new you, new man. I'd ask her the same thing. They just got rid of their star quarterback. She, she's wondering if maybe you're a Dallas Cowboys fan now. Texas and all. Why? Why like, You should feel like a Cowboy.
3: Oh, no. I'd never root for the Cowboys. They're not America's team. <laughs> did, did you not listen to the show earlier where I said Texas was the most one of they're, the most they're, annoying they're states? They're kind but, of the pinnacle the of that annoyingness
2: is the, is the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. They were the kind of pinnacle of annoying Texas.
3: Team. No, I'll never leave the Bears, Christy. Uh, I enjoy watching your team suffer throughout the whole year. I, could, I couldn't I could move conferences.
1: <laughs> I, I love for, that you're
3: uh, both. D- you're divisions. both
1: terrible. You've not won.
3: You can say we're terrible, Jared, but we're a playoff team this year. <sighs> we beat the Super Bowl champs. We did. <laughs> I can't even take you seriously. <laughs> we did. We're basically the Super Bowl champs. We beat Tom Brady on a uh, primetime television. Yeah. Yeah. We're one quarterback away. Sean Watson. Come home, baby.
1: I wanted to draft you anyways. Sean Watson. Do you honestly think that he's going to land there? I think he's going to Denver.
3: No, I think he'll either. I don't know. He was talking about Miami. He was talking about the jets for some reason. They're a shit shit show. I don't know. We'll probably end up getting like like Derek Carr or someone. Not, Not Tannehill. Um, Harvard boy all I know is we could play with no quarterbacks and we'd look about the same as we I always do I never tried that
1: that did not go well <laughs> it was not good it was I tried I tried to, that trick in the fantasy football league uh, I
3: mean we'll still finish second in the division every year the Lions will always be last and the Vikings are always supposed to be really good but they're ne- they never are so at least they have Kirk yeah I'm happy about that. <laughs> he helps our defense out quite a bit. All right. What about you? Are you excited for Carson Wentz?
1: Oh, God. I don't know. I it's really hard to look at a list of guys that that got out of their original city and did well in the second city, in the second place, right? Drew Brees left San Diego and went to New Orleans yeah. and won a Super Bowl. Carson Palmer kind of did the same thing, leaving Cincinnati and going to Arizona and he had some success. Other than that, we're talking like Steve Young going from Tampa to San Francisco. There's not many situations where it's great. And I guess Ryan Tannehill going from Miami to, but he was there for such a short period of time in Miami to, to New England or to uh, the Titans. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel like it was long enough.
3: Well, we've got his secret weapon and Nick Foles. So if you want to do a trade, for uh, Super Bowl MVP,
1: Nick Foles. We'd take Darius Leonard off your hands for him. You think him. you'd do that? Mm-hmm. I, I I really feel like it would have been just historically hilarious if Wentz <laughs> had gone to Chicago <laughs> just to screw Nick Foles again. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to Wally pip him back again. Constantly. Every time he's there. So that, that's the joke is that the Colts are going to sign Foles in like week 10. And
0: they'll be on the same <laughs>
1: roster again. I don't know. Zach, what do you got for final thoughts? You got anything for me?
2: No, not much. Show your sidewalks, people. That's just annoying.
1: As a guy who tries did, to run, I did come home. You don't have a sidewalk, so you get a pass. No, I, 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 I did see you running down Baker in front of Baker Park on the street yeah. in the snowstorm Monday. It was just. It was in the lull between. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I was like I was trying to beat the storm home. So it was like noon. I, yeah, came I was home to to lunch on Monday. I think you got dicey right where I saw you. Maybe like the worst spot was people also I and mean, some people can't help it. If they leave the car on the street and then when they come plow, it makes the road real narrow where the car is parked. And yeah, it's the sketchiest part. Now, I ran yesterday and it wasn't too bad. I had yak tracks on. I had to take them off. So but yeah, I was I got Monday
1: afternoon like uh, right around noon and got out before it went awful. It was funny to watch the, the the plowing get done. Indianapolis apparently is making a big deal that they're going to hire somebody to plow their side streets now. You know, they it, they, it they don't six normally inches, do Yeah, six inches, and they call in contractor. It's going to cost them like one and a half million dollars to do it, and they call on these hundred guys that that will do it. Um, I think it's insane to have to go through a, these storms and not have regular snowplow maintenance. My, I, I get to sit in my front living room because I have two very very upper middle class. Two living rooms, uh, <laughs> sat in the, sat in the green room and I watched the snowplow go by and the, the county truck went by like four times within an hour, twice in each direction, which was amazing. But there were guys just dinking around with their own little private plow trucks and they were plowing my street anyway.
2: Yeah. My People brother, really used and everything else. brother was on like a dead end street in, in Indianapolis proper, like around Nora. And he said, they don't ever come down the street. They haven't come down the street yet. And they used to get plowed, but he got plowed because his neighbor had a plow well his neighbor thought he was gonna move, so sold the plow. <laughs> and so I was like, Yeah, I was like, told Charles like they don't have to worry about what to do with it. It's a dead end street. My brother's on the dead end, just shove it to the back. Yeah. and just all the way to the back of the street and let it re- and let it go. But he said, Yeah, they haven't come. So he my brother's like cleared his driveway, but he, it's so he can get a running start when he hits the street and hope he can get out to the next main road. But yeah, the roads in Newcastle, they get six AM, I think that on Tuesday morning, they came by my house both ways. Um, they just made a single pass. They, the storm before that, they they made like three or four passes down down both roads, but um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was like wet pavement. By uh, I ran again Wednesday. By then, I was like I said there was quite a bit of wet pavement to run on, so they did about as good as they could around here. But yeah, evidently, in, my brother said that Newcastle made Indianapolis look really good, and he said if you could have put done a helicopter or a drone shot, you could tell where Carmel ended and Indianapolis began because he said Carmel's wet pavement, Indianapolis was just snow covered. It was just like a line.
1: We need to crowdfund you getting that snowmobile so that when you take your runs, you can just do the sidewalks. <laughs> we'll just have you. We'll just have just, you just run. Yeah, just, just go through and. I don't run in the sidewalks very much anyway, but I at least clear it for the mailman.
2: Like, and I, I, my mom lives on a main street, so she's on a corner. I do the side street. Nobody ever walks. In. The only tracks on my sidewalk are cat tracks, but I still clear it
1: just in case somebody wants to get through. But. I've got a ton of rabbits. I My yard gets rabbits in it. And with the snow, I can see them running. I can see where they run yeah. across the front yard. We have a few rabbits. Yeah. Or neighborhood cats, but mostly rabbits. So I don't know. This has been fun. I'm so glad we got to catch up with chase. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll excuse uh producer Zach over to the, uh, to the other side of the room to start pressing buttons. But uh, this has been fun. We'll be back on uh, Thursday of next week uh, with a, uh, yeah. With a post-Nash
3: filled up.
0: Don't drink the, the pickle, bear- pickle beer. Pickle beer bad. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs>